In 2018, we published a book entitled Righteousness, Prosperity, and Good Success. Basically, this is God's plan for righteousness, prosperity, and good success. Many scriptures are in this book. God set forth a plan for us in the church. There will be things added to the audiobook. There are many scriptures and examples that are not in the written versions. I'll be spending extra time on the subject of meditation in the scriptures to enable you to do the scriptures. God spells out for us, for the church, the way to righteousness, prosperity, and good success. In the following scripture, he explains it to us. Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. He was speaking to Joshua, who was going to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. Moses had died. This is Old Testament, but it applies to each of us today to bring us into the place that God wants us on this present earth, to have us walk in a way of righteousness, to be blessed and enter into prosperity, all done by God's plan for you and me and by doing of the scriptures in our lives daily. Verse 7, God says to Joshua, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do all the law, the verses of scripture, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Now, we don't do the sacrifices of animals for sins because Jesus paid for that. So there's some of the laws of Moses that don't apply to us today. But the whole New Testament is the law of God, and it applies to us today. Turn not from it, from the laws, the commandments of God in the New Testament, the examples in the Old Testament, for it too is valid. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, all these things happened to them in the Old Testament as examples for us that we could see what was likely to happen if we go the way they went. And they are written for our admonishment. Let's reread now 
verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Being courageous is being able to take a scripture and conform your life and your way of doing to that action. And going forward, even if you think someone listening to you will not approve, that's courage. Laying down your life for the benefit of your own family and friends, risking popularity with them by sharing truth from God. That's courage. Being strong is simply being strong in the Lord, taking a verse of Scripture, which is from God, and doing it. It's not being strong in yourself. It's being strong in what that verse tells you, conforming your life to that individual verse. So God says, Joshua 1.7, Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, the New Testament law, and portions of the Old Testament, which are promises of God that are still valid today. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. For example, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Colossians chapter 3. Don't turn from that. If you don't have peace about something, don't do it. You may have planned to go shopping today, and you planned it yesterday, but you really don't have a heart to do it. Don't do it. It was your plan. Just commit it to God. When the time is right, then you will want to do it. Turn not from the word of God to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Is God with you in what you have planned? Are you sure God is with you? There have been places in the Bible where God turned from his people and was not with them because they disobeyed him, because they were not courageous, and they were wishy-washy, and they thought that the giants of the land might overcome them. And God wasn't with them after that. They were going to go up and do what God had said after their wishy-washiness. This is, by the way, Numbers 13 and 14, when they were sent in to spy out the land. But they came back and discouraged the congregation. But there are giants in the land. 
Caleb rose up and said, We are well able to overcome them. Let us go up now immediately. Don't hesitate. Ooh, when you hesitate on the plan of God, you just open doors for devils to attack your mind and you will be tossed to and fro. Well, maybe I should do this. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should buy that. Maybe I shouldn't buy that. You're opening the door for devils to work in your life. Find out what God wants you to do, and don't hesitate. Do it when God has approved you. This book of the law, New Testament Bible, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. I'll talk to you about meditating in just a moment. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written in that verse of Scripture. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And God says to Joshua, Have not I commanded thee? What's your hesitation? Haven't I appointed this? In our case, God says the same thing. Haven't I approved your plan by giving you scripture, by giving you dreams? Haven't I proved what you're doing? Be strong. Strong in me. Focus on what I have shown you. God showed one of our church members that her husband, who is not born again, was reading the Bible. We felt that meant he would be saved at some point in time. He is a very intellectual man. It seems impossible from time to time, I'm sure. But she can't look at what he is doing. She has to focus on one thing only. The dream. I had a dream from God showing me my husband reading the Bible. That is what will happen. No matter what he is thinks, no matter what anybody thinks, that is what will happen. I live in the home of a church member, Pam Paget because I'm 86 at this point in time, and I can't live alone. God put me in her home. She built a private bedroom and bath without even knowing how it would be used, because she built it by faith. She felt she was supposed to do this. It was finished January 2019. 
I was released from the hospital in Texas after a fall and surgery. I was released from the hospital February 24th. She finished her house project January 19th. I was released February 24. To both of us, it was revealed for me to sell my house in Texas and move to Colorado. I pay her monthly $1,000 to help with expenses. She didn't want to take any money. I insisted. First, it was 500 but as soon as the house in Texas sold, I started paying her $1,000 a month to do with as she wills. She had some doubts. She said, what if Joan doesn't like the animals? She has two big dogs. And at that time, I think she had two cats and her neighbor died and she took in his cat. I love animals. She even calls one of her dogs Joan's dog. He's the raggedy-looking one. God gave her the courage to take me into her house. She had recently retired from FedEx, and when she retired, she took an early retirement based on a scripture. I was a little concerned because I thought, what will she do with all of that time? She's about 20 years younger than I am. What will she do with all that time? She's very active. I didn't realize she was going to be helping me. Not just helping me with my meals and food and things, but helping me with publishing podcasts, she can do the technical work. She was a computer programmer. So she has that technical expertise that we need in order to publish these audiobooks, to publish the blog, to publish podcasts. So she's very busy. She is so busy she had to recruit two of our church members to assist her in the publication of materials. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for me. Rest in the knowledge that God chooses our exact location where we will live and the exact time that we will live there. That's in Acts 17, verse 26. Be strong in what you've heard from God through dreams, through him putting desires into your heart, through the written word of God. Be strong and of good courage, and when you know what to do, do it immediately, because devils can work in your heart.
If you know what God wants you to do, do it immediately. Joshua 1.9 Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. You might look up the definition of the word dismayed. You'll get some ideas concerning your own life. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. I had an idea of putting classical music on our blog. And I prayed and said, should I do this? And I heard, God is with you whithersoever you go. So if this is what you want to do, do it. Which I did. I listen to it all the time. We even put it on our new car. There's a setting called Bluetooth, and we were able to set all of that classical music, my selections of conductors, order of performance. We were able to put it on our new car so we can play it in the car. Now, how to meditate in the Word of God. It's very stabilizing to meditate in the Word of God. The Holy Spirit reminds us of a scripture. Look up that scripture immediately. This is a message from God to you for this moment in your life. This is a food from God that your body needs. It will lead you to prosperity and good success if you meditate in what you have heard from the Holy Spirit and then do it and continue to do it. Don't stop. So write down any scripture that has been brought to your mind recently. Look up the key words in that scripture. Here's a practice scripture. Colossians 3.15 And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. A woman in our church group who's been with us 40 years had a problem recently. And she made a decision to go in a way where she had no peace. She said, I never had peace about that. God got her turned around because he gave me a vision of a giant prehistoric animal. And she was being eaten by that animal, swallowed a whole. After I shared the vision with her, she made a change in her life. She and her husband, who'd had two little strokes, 
had decided to move in with their adult age son and moved to the other side of the state. The son is approximately 50 right now, twice divorced, not born again. The daughter, adult-aged daughter who lives on that side of the state, is not born again. Her husband is not born again. This woman's grandchild is not born again. She is surrounded by unbelievers if she does the plan to move to the other side of the state and live in the house with her son. How did this come about? How did this plan come about? I asked her. I said, tell me about this plan. And she said, well, my son offered to let us move in with him. Now, they were only going to do it on a temporary basis. As soon as he got better, they were going to find their own place. But even temporarily... I'm convinced this would have eaten her alive. And that's what God showed me. But I wanted to know, did God tell her to do this? Did God show her to do this? Basically, she was panicked with the physical problems, of course. We all panic when there are problems. At first, until... We get control of ourselves and turn to God. So she said to me, when I asked her whose idea this was for them to move in with the son, and she said, he offered and we accepted. Her son offered and they accepted. There was no mention of approval of God. I said to her, well, what if he, the son, decides to bring a girlfriend home for the night? How are you going to react living in that same house with him? I don't think she answered that. A few days later, after I told her the vision of her being eaten alive by a giant prehistoric animal, just swallowed like Jonah was swallowed, not chewed on, but swallowed in the belly of a giant prehistoric snake. After I told her that vision, I just left her alone with it. She sent us an email. She lives in another state all the way across the United States. She sent us an email and said, we're not going to move into my son's house. We're just going to stay here in our house. We're comfortable, and my husband has improved to the point that he can get around even without a walker, or a cane. And we're happy here. And then she said, 
I never had any peace at all about moving in to my son's house. But she let that plan go on for several weeks before stopping it. And she has been in our church group for 40 years with all the teaching I've done. The basic fundamental way you follow God is by allowing the peace of God to rule in your heart. Even at the age of 86, I purchased a new car recently. I can't drive a car. But my problem is I have broken seven different bones in my body due to accidents. Operated on twice. Our old car, I just got to the point that sometimes when Pam would say, do you want to ride to the grocery store with me? I'd say, no, I don't think so. It hurt to ride on the streets in Colorado Springs where we live because they finished them, the streets, I guess, for snow. And they're a little rougher. I had considered maybe I should sell the four-year-old car we have and buy a car with air suspension. At 86 years old, well, it turns out the car we bought not only has air suspension, but the seats are fantastic. Even the back of the seat is heated so that your back receives heat into the shoulder or you can set it for the midsection or you can set it for the lumbar section. It also does massage. We didn't know that when we bought it. But I had full assurance from God Holy Spirit brought me two scriptures to help me to make the decision. The Lord God is a sun and shield. He will shield you and turn you if it's the wrong way to go. He stopped me many times from things that I had planned. The Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them who walk uprightly. I think that's Psalm 84. The second scripture I was given concerning that car was in 1 Timothy chapter 6, where it says, Charge them who are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. That money in that bank, in that CD, you can't trust in it. 
Our nation is $33 trillion in debt. Individuals are buying things on credit, and God gave me a dream showing me they wouldn't pay their debt. It would be all right if they would pay their debt, but they won't. Student loans, that type of thing. I have no debt because God has shown me from 1975, the time I was born again, don't owe anyone anything. Get out of debt and stay out of debt. And I haven't been in debt since that time. If I don't have the money for it, I don't buy it. Well, I had the money from the sale of the house in Texas in two CDs. And either CD would have paid for the car. I wouldn't have bought that car if I couldn't pay cash. In 1985, I'd moved to Clovis, New Mexico, where my mother lived. My dad had died about two years prior, and I knew she'd need some help. I moved there and built a house. And first, we had separate apartments. I sold one of them, and I bought a lot on the golf course. And then it turned out that by combining all the money available to me, I was able to pay cash to have a house built on the golf course. I don't buy things unless I can pay cash for them. Well, here, in the latter years of my life, I can't live alone. God had told me when I fell the last time at the house in Texas You'll never see this house again. They were rolling me past the door of the house, taking me to the hospital, and he said, you'll never see this house again. So I put the house up for sale. When the house sold, that gave me plenty of money to buy things like cars and pay cash for them. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done that. I noticed during one of the financial crises, they gave food away at the food bank. I watched every television report on the news that I could see. I did not see one person drive up to the food bank giveaway line in an old car. Every car that came to that line was a bright, shiny, new model car. And you know they can't afford it. You know they were paying monthly payments. This is the way the world is. Be not conformed to this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So if money is an issue to you, renew your mind, especially to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 
So here's a practice scripture. Colossians 3.15 Let the peace of God rule in your heart. If you don't have peace, don't do it. If you don't have peace in that dental appointment, you might have to cancel that appointment and reschedule. Something's out of order. God leads us by peace, and if we don't have peace in our heart, something's wrong somewhere. I've canceled many appointments and prayed, and God has reworked the situation. Then I had peace. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. If you feel a little depressed, a little lonely, if you just start thanking God for your salvation, thanking God for that which he has given you, if you have a house or an apartment, whatever you have, just one by one, begin thanking God for that. And the devil will flee from the torment that he is bringing you. It is a major spiritual weapon that we have at our disposal at all times. Thank God, many times I sit and thank God for my salvation. Thank God that he revealed Jesus to me, that I am born again, that I have the Holy Spirit living in me to lead me and guide me and teach me and even show me things to come. John chapter 16 Verse 13, John chapter 14, verse 24. Let the peace of God rule in your heart and actually do it. Don't do something if you don't have peace about it. That's a fundamental way that God leads us. Colossians 3.15 And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Now, why do I repeat these things? You have to be able to get the scripture deeply inside of you to give you the power to do the scripture. And you get the scripture deeply inside of you by meditating on that same scripture. Sometimes I have meditated on a single scripture for four or five, six months, maybe a year before it became a part of me. You pray, should I do this thing? And then see if God gives you peace or if he reminds you of something that causes you to have concern. Don't ignore the concern. He's showing you don't buy that. If you have concern, pray specifically about that concern. And if God gives you something 
that removes the concern, then he is approving you toward that purchase. God can stop us if it would not be the best thing for us to do, or according to his will. I have been stopped from marrying several times. And I knew it was God stopping me. And I was angry with God for doing this. There was one man that said, Joan, don't quit praying about us marrying. And he just disappeared. It was weeks before I saw him again. I knew God did that. And that made me angry. Finally, I worked through the problem and agreed. That was years ago. And I just have so much to do for the church that God wanted me to do. One time, Dale Evans Rogers, Roy Rogers' wife, came to Dallas for a book promotion. The man I was dating at the time was the person that supervised her trip. So he knew Dale would like me because I'm really born again, and he probably wasn't. So he took us to dinner, and we were together quite a bit, just alone, just Dale and Bob and me. When we took her back to the hotel the night before she was leaving town, she got out of the car, and Bob was walking with her to the hotel. And she turned around and came back to me and said, Joan, I know something about you. God has shown me he is really going to use you, and you must stay very close to him. God gives us little encouragements along the way. I've been writing the blog since March 2012. And then we started doing podcasts February 2020. And I just needed kind of a little pick-me-up after all those years. And I told God a few days ago, I need something that will kind of liven me up and give me a spark. Within a few days, he led me to begin audiobooks. And sure enough, I just brightened up, and it put a fire under me. But God can stop us. So you have to always know this. The first thing to do after prayer is for us to define Keywords from a scripture in a regular dictionary. God uses that to expand your understanding of the scripture. On the word peace, key words are assurance from God after prayer, special attention to any scripture brought to mind or to any concept or activity after you pray. Other definitions of peace. Freedom from war or disturbance of mind. Freedom from strife. 
Don't ignore that you are disturbed about something. Pray over that. If you try to sweep it under the rug, it will stay with you and come back. But if you take it to God in prayer and let God give you the truth and settle you, it usually evaporates. Another definition of peace, freedom from strife, avoiding strife. Another definition, freedom from envy. If you've got envy or strife in your heart, there is confusion and every evil work. James 3.16 To know the will of God. Matthew 11.30 God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. If something is very complicated, overly expensive, would pull me into debt, well, I don't let, I don't let that happen. I know the plan is not of God. God showed me, one of the first things he showed me as a new Christian is his yoke is easy. Measure everything by that. When I moved to Colorado, I needed someone to set up my television home theater system, the sound system. We live in Colorado Springs. I called a man in Denver, and he told me all the types of things he could do. It got so complicated. I knew it was not God's plan for me to get this guy to put up my sound system. It was far too complicated, and it would have been an expense which at that point in time, the house had not sold in Texas, and it would be hard for me to have done it, to have paid for that type of work. And it was unnecessary. Now let me recommend something to you. Take time with this chapter. Take time with these scriptures. Apply them to your life. Start doing the scripture. Don't rush on to the next chapter. These chapters are available through our blog archive. You can see them on the right-hand side of our homepage. You can read them anytime you want to. But get this in your heart. The way that Jesus becomes a part of you is you do the scripture and you keep doing it. They that continue in my word, says Jesus. That means continue in a specific path instructed by the scripture. They are my disciples indeed, and they shall know the truth, and the truth will make them free. Don't speed read through anything that I write. Take each scripture. Apply it to your own life. Make adjustments as needed. Is there anything right now in your life that troubles you? 
anything. Well, that means you have not settled it fully in prayer. Some people brush through prayers. Just sit down with God like you would your best friend and pour out your heart. What do you want him to do? Is there anything you do not have peace about? Put brakes on that. Don't do that. Sit and pray. If God wants you to do that, he will give you peace. But don't do it if you don't have peace. Learn to stop after you pray and wait on God. I've had times it took three days before I heard from the Holy Spirit the answer to my prayer. I've had one time it took four years. I had a house built and unknown to me, it wouldn't fit on the lot. So the contractor just cut down the size of the kitchen and the attached garage. Every time my mother and I were in the kitchen, we were bumping into each other. I kept asking God for wisdom. James 1.5 If anyone asks for wisdom, it says God will give it you. He'll give you wisdom. So I would ask him, is there anything we can do about this kitchen? I just couldn't see what to do. Four years, I would try to build to expand it, and I just couldn't go through with it, though I had the money. And sometimes I even had the workers who could do the work and the money, and I still couldn't do it. One day I walked into that kitchen and it's like a light bulb went on in my mind and I knew what to do. God gave me the answer. There was a built-in refrigerator sort of in the center of the cabinets and we were always bumping into each other getting to the refrigerator and that annoys you and you lose your temper and sin This answer was this. There was a built-in pantry in the kitchen. Move the built-in pantry to the garage, which was attached to the kitchen and had plenty of room. And move the refrigerator out of the way by moving it to where the pantry had been, which was at the end of the cabinets. I knew that would work. I knew the plan was from God. I had the money to do the project. I had great peace of mind. And that's exactly what I did. And we never had a problem again with the small kitchen. But I had to wait four years to hear the answer. So learn to pray and wait until the Holy Spirit brings an idea to your mind, and then measure it by God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. And personally, I strongly advise you, don't go into debt to do the project. Just save money till you have the money and then be able to pay in cash. God knows the future. Thank you for allowing me 
to share with you today. Now, please don't rush on to the next chapter. Go back over this chapter. Be sure that you're applying these scriptures to your life because they will not benefit you at all unless you can apply them to some position in your life. That is the way we become a part of Jesus the Word and He becomes a part of us. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.